1: What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Nostrack Bond, joined always by my main man, Steven Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash all steelers talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers are three and two following a 17-10 victory over the Baltimore Ravens in week five. It wasn't easy, but if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, If you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, if you're an AFC North fan, this is as good as it gets in the red hot AFC North kitchen. It was a very, very cold day in the Berg, but a beautiful, beautiful football weather. We're going to dive into our thoughts on the game. Joey Porter Jr. making his impact known. Kenny Pickett, Matt Canada and more first, as always, how you feel, my friend? I'm feeling like that game, I mean, I'm feeling pretty similar
0: to how I felt after that Cleveland game. Like, we just set the yeah. game of football back 100 years or 50 years. Um, but a win is a win, and I don't know. I think there's a, a ton of positives to take away from this one. Obviously, you know, from a win, as ugly as it was, there's there's some good things to come out of this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, you walk away, it didn't feel like Cleveland. You know, like Cleveland was an ugly win. I think this was an ugly win, but... In a different sense, you know, Cleveland was a if T.J. Watt doesn't find the end zone at the end there, you you lose. This was a everybody stepped up where you needed to step up type of victory. A huge game, you know, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver core who uh, <laughs> decided they were not catching passes today, but they were going to try. And, you know, an A for effort, I guess, unless you're Nelson Aguilar. And who's the other? Oh, Zay Flowers. Flowers. No, yeah. Rashad Bateman. Maybe it was all of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think every one of them. Dropping
1: touchdowns. Every one of them had a drop. (laughs) It could have been every one of them. It really was. It really was. But in the big moments, the Pittsburgh Steelers came through, ended it with the victory. Your overall thoughts of this one? You know, you walk out of here 17 10, you are first in the AFC North right now. Things are looking good, even for how gloomy some parts of your football team are, and maybe, you know, how badly fans still want. Matt Canada gone you're three and two you're undefeated in the AFC North your thoughts as Baltimore leaves town
0: well I think about who the two big stars or I guess you could talk really about the three big stars of this game and who they were um to me they were Joey Porter uh Kenny Pickett and then George Pickens as well that's three real young guys that you know obviously everyone I think on the Steelers started I mean maybe not the defense but you know Joey Porter the only defensive guy came into the game in the second half and really was a starter. Then made that big play in the fourth quarter, that interception with uh, you know under five minutes to go. Pickett and Pickens are on that last drive. Right after he gets that interception, those guys come up big on that last play. I, I think the biggest thing I take away from this is how these guys are growing up, You know how these young guys are growing yeah. up. I think when we entered the season there was a sense of urgency about, oh, this team needs to perform now. This this Super Bowl window is open, you know, need to make playoffs now. But I I think I kind of was able to take a step back and take a little bit of a longer view of this and say, the Steelers have young guys who make a ton of mistakes and and they are not perfect by any means, but they are young and they are making big plays in big moments. And that is something that is much harder to teach than – I think the little things and I think once these little things come together and once these guys find some more consistency in quarters one through three, you know, you don't have to teach them how to uh, to show up and stand up in the fourth quarter in big moments in big games. So I think that's the most encouraging thing that I think I can take away from this one.
1: Yeah, I like that because that's essentially what the Pittsburgh Steelers are is a group of growing players who all have a ton of potential, but. Because of where they are in the NFL life cycle, you kind of want them to be good now just because, I mean, they kind of need to be good now. You know, and there's a se- there's a sense where, you know, you're you're spot on where it's, you know, you have to at times accept that growth is going to come and that you're not perfect yet. But where our urgency comes from is just because the Steelers are in that window. You know, they have the veterans, they have the young talent, they have the quarterback, they have the head coach, like this is where they are. You have to win now, otherwise you're gonna miss it. So I understand that one, but at the same time, you're you're spot on. Like, you gotta grow. You know, everybody's gotta develop a little bit, even if it's not perfect at time, it's gonna get there. And that's the only way to get there is to grow. And I think that this was a good showcasing of that. I thought a couple of things. My big one was this was the first time that in the moments where Kenny Pickett should shine, he shined. You know? They all season long it was. All right, look, at Kenny's not playing well. This isn't Kenny's best game. Kenny stinks. Like, I've overall just thought Kenny has been a really bad quarterback this season, but I've been waiting for those moments, those comeback Kenny moments, where it's just like, okay, well, that was a good drive. You know, that's what what Kenny does well. At least we could still bank on that. It's almost as if that went out the door. That came back this week. Love to see that. Jalen Warren's an absolute monster. I don't understand, you know, how the Pittsburgh Steelers got this lucky, but every single week I question is it Eddie Faulkner? Is it just him? Did 32 teams miss on this guy for seven rounds in the NFL draft? I have no idea how he possibly got to where he was. And then George Pickens, I can only imagine what he could do if Patrick Mahomes was his quarterback or anybody out there who is just an all-pro quarter quarterback, Excuse me, what he could do with George Pickens. But you got to see that, and I think that that was very enlightening on top of the defense, and we're going to get into Joey Porter Jr., and that was awesome. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Your thoughts on his performance. Finished the night with, obviously, the game-winning touchdown. Went 18 for 32, 224 yards, had an 88.5 passer rating. Meanwhile, George Pickens is out here, six receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. Those two, they were a one-two punch the entire fourth quarter. What were your thoughts on Kenny?
0: Yeah. So obviously a slow start, but uh, you looked up at the end of the game and that stat line did not, I think, reflect what I felt watching him the entire game. You know, I I didn't, it looked pretty respectable and you were, it felt like for most of that game, like, oh man, Kenny is really not playing his best right now. But I think the thing that you hit on a little bit and that I appreciated a lot was a, the ability to find the playmakers and not force feed them, but make sure that they got their touches. That's, that's Jalen Warren and Kenny Pickett. Those were you know, was two best playmakers, yes. and he made sure to find them. Uh, and then, even as the Ravens, you know, started to key on those guys, he still found them, still found ways to get them the ball, and and found ways to get them yards after the catch. Um, and I, I thought that was that was really impressive. And then, obviously, you know, he comes through in the second half. You know, his second half, I think he threw, you know, hundred fifty yes. or sixty of, of his two hundred twenty yards in the second half. It's just another one of those, you know, Kenny shines when the lights are the brightest when the pressure is, is at a maximum. Um, and like you said, we've been looking for that for, for weeks now. We have been looking for a continuation of what we saw in the second half of the season last year. And for the first time, he, he actually did that. So, uh, you know, I don't think we learned anything new about Kenny. I don't think he showed us anything different. And, and quite honestly, maybe not growth, but it was at least progress from where he started the season.
1: Yeah, 100%. This was the first time that I felt like, oh, Kenny Pickett isn't, Kenny's got something. Like, we could do, the Steelers can do something with Kenny. This was the first game that I actually believed that, you know, before this, and even for the first three quarters, I think, I looked at this game and I went, well, Kenny's done, man. This is, you're, you've you designed an offense, because my my thought early in the game was the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing everything in their power to make Kenny Pickett comfortable. They rolled him to the left nonstop. It was like four or five snaps in a row. The guy would just roll to the left automatically, and you're like, okay, look at they're just they know that's what Kenny does. That's Kenny's sweet spot is rolling to the left, trying to make plays happen. They were trying to do that. Things still weren't really looking, or still weren't really clicking. He'd have a good drive. They need to have a bad drive. He'd have a good four four plays in a row, and they need to have two or three really bad passes. And you're like, what's going on here? Like the the whole first half of the game, I was like, this is classic. This is where we were. Kenny Pickett's not adjusting. I thought the game was going to get out of control. It did not. Thankfully, the second half comes around. Kenny still looks a little, eh, a little hit or miss that fourth quarter. That is oh, when you're... like, that is how you win. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're not trying to blow teams out. This is not a, you know, you're not going to score 30 points a week. You're not. And we knew that coming in here. This should not be a 30-point team. But if you could score 25 points a game or 21 points a game, and 17, I still don't think is hitting the mark, but if you could get to a point where you put the game in Kenny's hands and you give him an opportunity, that is what you want as a football team. That is what you want with Kenny Pickett. That's, at this point, the only thing that he does well is at the end of the game, he comes up big. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's all you're looking to do. I thought it was a step forward. I don't know. you ready to say Kenny's okay you where's your lev- where's your bar of Kenny concern leaving this game? Scale one to ten uh that's a good question. I,
0: I'd still say it's maybe about yeah. a, a six. like I don't know. he played a good half. yeah, like that's really, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: it was maybe a, a good, good quarter.
0: Yeah, it was a really good half quarter whatever you want to say. Um but you need to see it more and you need to I would like to see it against I don't know. He's shown me he can play against the Ravens quite honestly. I I would like to see him do it against Yeah. Quite honestly a better uh, uh, some better competition and you know, if for an entire game. Um that's what you're looking for. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking for some more consistency and for him to be able I, I, for him to be able to do it you know, outside of the big moments too, like it shouldn't take, you know, a seven a seven point deficit and three quarters of bad play for him to finally wake up and and find what find what works. You know, you need him to be able to do this across an entire game. Like it's it's fun when he can come back and lead a game winning drive, but it's stressful to watch him have to do that. You know, and it's stressful to watch those first three quarters yes. when you're waiting for him to finally show up and waiting for the rest of the
1: offense to come alive. Yeah. That's where they are. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that they're going to live and die. If the defense can get them to an opportunity where they could go win the games. And that's just not what you're looking for. I'm going to say my level of concern is like, I don't know, maybe like a, maybe like a six, I think a six is good. Seven, maybe like it's, it's low enough where this was a step forward and hopefully calms him. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're right. Like, It's a game that we've seen before. It's the AFC North. The AFC North is a totally different animal. It's a situation where I don't know, like it's the AFC North. Like they're just different games. Like Lamar Jackson goes out and beats teams consistently and then comes to Pittsburgh and he struggles. Like that's just an AFC North thing. TJ Watt isn't trying to run fumble recoveries back for touchdowns unless this is an AFC North game. Like that's just, it's just the AFC North. Like it's a different animal, You're going to play better if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just what they do. It's what Mike Tomlin builds them to do. I'm still going to say it's a 6-7. Not totally convinced in him. Not feeling real good about him, to be honest with you. Like Outside of that last drive, I don't think Kenny did anything today or during the game that I looked at and said, okay, look at Kenny's back. This is it. I thought it was a good step forward. I thought it was the perfect way to go into the bye week and – be able to focus on football instead of whether or not I'm going to lose my job or I should lose my job. Or, I mean, the first half of this game, I was in my notes. I was like, okay, Steelers might have a Zach Wilson, Mac Jones type problem with Kenny Pickett. That was my notes in the first half. I think he shut that up enough, at least through the bye week to give himself and buy himself some time. But you go to LA, you have a bad performance. We're right back to square one. Like this is a this is a huge concern and one that the Pittsburgh Steelers have to fix right now. And I just don't. I don't think he shut me up enough. One touchdown is not going to do it for me. I don't know. Do you expect it to grow? Like are you, where are you sitting right now? Yeah, I mean you have to expect it to grow. I mean I, I still
0: kind of have faith. I think overall in Kenny, he um, still got to prove some things. Yeah. But I, I think there is still. Uh, you know, potential and and potential for a bright future there. You you just got to see it. No one I think is giving up on him at this point, but you know, you, if you're like me, you're counting on improvement. Uh, You're not banking on it, but you, you know, for me, for my belief in him to be confirmed, it has to be much better than this. You know, it has to be, like I said, a lot more consistent and a lot you know, just sharper across the board and it can't be – he he will not continue to have the leeway to fall behind as much as he does uh, yes. even in wins like this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like you're you're gonna run into better offenses and better situations where you cannot do this. And when it comes to the playoffs, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are tr- tr- still trying to get there, you are not gonna walk into this situation and come out a winner. It's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna you're not gonna do that against Patrick Mahomes. You're not gonna do that against Josh Allen. You're not gonna get, do that against Tua or Joe. i uh, um Cincy at this point. is not making flaps, but <laughs> yeah. whoever whoever the, the big name quarterback is, you're not gonna walk in there and do that to them the same way you'll do it to the Baltimore Ravens or the Cleveland Browns. It's just not going to happen. My level of concern is still high, just like you. I don't know. We'll see what happens. The the other big question, heading into the game, morning of the game, Ian Rappaport puts out a report that the Pittsburgh Steelers are about ready to put Matt Canada on the hot seat and – at this point, I don't even know what to believe when people say that. I don't even know if that's a real thing in Pittsburgh. If you could even be on the hot seat if you're a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff. I don't know how bad you have to get. I don't know if it's a three-year waiting list. Couldn't tell you. But when Rappaport says something, you kind of you have to believe it more than others. You know, it's it's not it's not just some random person on the radio saying it or whoever. It's it's Ian Rappaport. This is there's two guys that you could trust in most things. He is one of them, Adam Schefter is the other. He says that if they don't start to ramp it up, Matt Canada will be on the hot seat. The Pittsburgh Steelers walk away winners, but they only score one touchdown in this game. Are they, is it enough? Is Matt Canada on the hot seat or did he do enough and he's fine and everything's good and they'll go through the bye week and on to L.A. with no issues?
0: Yeah, I to be quite honest, you're right when you say that, you know, when Ian Rapport says something, you definitely perk up and you definitely you definitely trust yes. that a lot, but I don't know, like it, I think we we talked about this last week, but if he wasn't on the hot seat before, how does how does he get on the hot seat now? You know, like I'm not sure <laughs> what, what is more, the hot seat in Pittsburgh. Exactly. Right. Like, how does the seat get warm? How does the seat like if it, it this has to have been the warmest that it gets. So maybe that's just, you know, a feeling that they the Steelers had had and they'd only been willing to share, you know, up to this week. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think as long as they win, this is a uh, this is not going to make anyone feel very good. But I think as long as they win, it kind of doesn't matter a whole lot how many points they score because yeah. however many points they score is enough to win. Um, I, I think if they, you know, if they lose and they're obviously not going to be scoring 35 points a game and then losing, uh, I think as, yeah. if they start to lose a lot of games and the season really starts to unravel in that way, that's how Matt Canada gets seriously put on the hot seat. But they keep winning games like this. I don't think they're going to have much thought of, of removing him at all.
1: Yeah, so somebody asked me, on Instagram before the game they uh they watched my walkover and they said hey wh- how many points does the Steelers offense need to score for Canada to avoid the hot seat or for them to like not fire him and i said i don't know 14 maybe if they could score 14 points and they win i feel like like the I offense bar. scores 14 points and they win i feel like that's enough yeah right like i i was like i don't think they're going to do that but 14 it feels like a number that the person replied and they're like only 14, like he's only got to score 14 points. And I was like, I look at, I, I respect it. I get it as a fan. I a hundred percent get it, but that's just where they are. Like the Steelers bar for this guy is on the floor. It doesn't even exist. And I mean, everybody struggles and that offense has a ton of positions that are struggling. But I, 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 don't, I don't walk away thinking 17-10 is a, is a moral victory. Like, I'm not sitting there going, oh, that was a good one. That was, Steelers' offense looks good. Everything's fine. You're heading in the bye week. No worries. Go hang out with your family. Everything's good. Hugs and kisses. We'll see you in two weeks. I just don't, I don't, I don't think that. I think that I look at this situation and I feel the same way going into it. In fact, I feel kind of worse. Like, I said it before the game if the Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens and the defense wins the game, I think that should be more of a knock on Matt Canada and the offense than if they lose the game because of their offense. Like if they just can't pull out a win at all, I think Kenny saved them at the end. I think Kenny and George saved them at the end and definitely Jalen Warren with their efforts in the fourth quarter to go out and win that game. If they don't score that touchdown, I mean, I think, I don't think you're, I don't think you have any more excuses left. Like I think at that point, You can't go in there on Tuesday and say, ah, everything's fine and dandy and we're good and, you know, there's no big changes coming. Our change will be Joey Porter Jr. is going to start. Like, no, you know, that's just, that's that's not enough anymore. At that point, you've run out of excuses. You've run out of everything. The touchdown saved them. You know, I don't think they're getting rid of them. I think that they'll be just fine. But if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you shouldn't feel good about, a seventeen ten victory over the Baltimore Ravens. You should look at it and say, "Yeah, it was a good fourth quarter. It was a great win. It was an exciting football game." If I'm thinking big picture, this is not this is not something that makes me excited or optimistic or anything. But in the grand scheme of things, will they fire him? No, no chance. You know, I, I watched him walk in the locker room and hug Kenny Pickett after that game, and in my head, I was just like, "Well, that was enough to tell me that he's staying around for at least another two weeks." So. Yeah, there it is. You know, there it is. And then you go to L.A. I mean, a bad performance in L.A. Maybe things change. But for right now, that's that's where I sit. But I mean, you also think about how they got to, you know, 17 points like the
0: bulk of their offense before that. Yes. that touchdown pass at the very end was George Pickens making contested and catches and Jalen Warren having to make people miss and fight through tackles like guys weren't schemed open. Yeah. You know, block like punt. Yeah. Yeah. Blocked punt. Like guys were not, guys were not open and able to get easy yards after the catch. It was a lot of supernatural athletes making supernatural athletic, supernaturally athletic plays. Um, And that, you know, that's, that's obviously not a glowing endorsement of the offensive coordinator or the, the play calling scheme at all. Even if you did, even if those guys did make those plays and eventually got, got to where they needed to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like it was, you, you. I, I had buddies texting me. I think you texted the group chat too at some point. And you were just like, "Man, Cannon is phenomenal at drawing up schemes or play calls where three guys are standing in the same spot." Yeah. And I had other people texting me, being like, "Do the wide receivers all just run to one place <laughs> for a reason, or, or is that like supposed to happen?" Like it just it's so glaringly obvious. And and there are people out there that say that it's not Canada and maybe it's not. And if it is not Canada, then Alan Robinson should retire because my gosh, man, that guy lost it. He's got nothing left in the t- He doesn't even know how to run proper routes or be where he's supposed to be. George Pickens probably isn't that good. I guess Calvin Austin needs to be put on the bench and Gunnar Olszewski probably should be on the bench either way, but he needs to be put on the bench as well. Like, if that's the case, if it's just the wide receivers all running to run one spot and the wrong routes, then I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers need some new wide receivers, and they got to get rid of theirs immediately. But I just find it so hard to believe that that is the case. Like I, I just, I just do. Yeah. Like I just, I, I think at some point, like it is, even if it's not supposed to look as bad as it does, I think it's supposed to look something like that, and it's just not where you want to be. I mean, again, like you just. You can't feel good about where the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is right now, but at the same time, you can't expect any change. And I think that's the big thing right now is they bought themselves enough time. Like this was the this yeah. was the point here. You know, it was the bye week. If you could get to the bye week and if you could beat Baltimore right before the bye week in a way where it shuts everybody up for a little bit, you could go into the bye week. You could be fine. And that's what they did. And that's, that's all Matt Canada wanted. You know, he was sitting up in that booth, just praying, just like, all right, give me one more, one touchdown. That's all I need. And we will, we will carry it on for another two weeks. And again, it's not going to work long-term, but that's where the, that's where the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Let's jump to the other side of the football. Joey Porter Jr. Starts the second half, finally gets on the field and base package. Looks good. The Pittsburgh Steelers seemingly, I don't want to say they were done with Patrick Peterson, But, you know, it was it was a little you could tell, you know, they were like, okay, look, we got to get these old guys off the field a little bit. We got to get Joey Porter Jr. on there. This is not working. It's clearly these guys are exhausted. They're not keeping up with Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman and everybody else. Joey Porter Jr. comes on the field in a clutch moment, a little bit over four minutes left. He picks off Lamar Jackson in the end zone on a play that I mean, like you think about that drive, if you look at it in the in just like. The, the narrowest of windows, it's a great play. You look at the grand scheme of things, the Pittsburgh Steelers just turned the ball over on a punt because Gunnar Olszewski, who has touched the ball, this is a remarkable stat. Shout out to uh, Chris Adamski of Trib Live. Gunnar Olszewski has touched the ball four times for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Of those four times, he's got two fumbles and one whatever you want to call the, the kick return that he caught it and toe-tapped himself in on like the 10-yard line against the, against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That is Gunnar Olszewski's career or season with the Pittsburgh Steelers so far. He fumbles it on a punt return. They take it down to like the 10-yard line. They're on the 5-yard line. It's third and five. Lamar Jackson throws it to Odell Beckham Jr., which is if you're going to go to a re- reliable wide receiver, it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr., Joey Porter Jr. comes up with the interception. The Pittsburgh Steelers go down. At that point, it's ten to eight. They go down. Score. Game over. Boom. Pittsburgh Steelers winners. Winners. I mean, as good as it gets. Your thoughts on Joey Porter Jr.? Do you think this is it? Do you think he has finally cracked the starting lineup here? I think he has to at
0: this point. Like you, I, I might have texted you during the game. Like I saw from the jump. Like if Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman and any of those other rece- Nelson Aguilar. If they have half as many drops as they had uh in this game, oh. we're having a much different conversation about we're not talking about Joey Porter, we're talking about Patrick Peterson and, and Levi Wall. Like this conversation centered differently. Um so yeah. I, I I think the Steelers are gonna see that when it comes up on film and I think they can see it live and in person that Joey is not he's growing up pretty quickly, you know? He's being eased in real yeah. slowly, but I think during the bye week they're going to really throw him into the fire and really try to challenge him because I think the other big thing about it is that, like you said, it was Odell Beckham Jr. I remember the Raiders game; uh, he's matched up on Devontae Adams in in a big moment in the fourth quarter and comes up with a huge stop. Uh, you know, he was defending Amari Cooper in the Browns game. Like this guy has shown in spots that he can compete against uh, these big names and these and these really uh, high powered guys, and I think. As the weeks progress, he started to show that it's not just you know one play in a big moment. It is I can do this consistently, and I can be that guy for you on an every down basis. So I, I think he has. I think he des- he deserves it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it won't be you know ninety percent of the snaps or whatever. Uh, you know, whatever a real starter's load. I think they're still gonna. Yeah. It'll be more of a three corner system if anything else. But Joey Porter is certainly playing himself into a much bigger role.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's the that's where you should look at this is I don't expect Joey Porter Jr. to be the full time starter. I honestly don't even expect him to start in LA. I expect him to come off the bench, but I expect him to finally like take on a workload. Like it's like, okay, maybe him and Patrick Peterson or maybe him and Levi Wallace split reps fifty fifty. I don't know how it would go. But I expect Joey Porter Jr. to be out there half of the time. And I think that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers want. I mean, his stats right now are are pretty ridiculous. Sixty-three snaps, eight targets, two forced incompletions, just like you said. One of them a game ceiling against Amari Cooper, the other one against Devontae Adams. One reception allowed, 12 yards allowed, one interception, a 27.6 passer rating allowed. And that's a very small sample size that's not going to carry through this whole thing. Like, you're not going to have that same success that the whole time that you're out there. But it's what the Pittsburgh Steelers need. Like they need to have Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace are good, like, and they're really good. If you could bring them off the bench and you could have them be those number three guys, I think both of them are phenomenal number threes. I think even Levi could be a number two. You need to have Joey Porter Jr. develop into a number one. That's why you drafted him. That's your outlook for the future with him. You need him to start developing that now to finally crack that place. And for the really for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it wasn't even Joey. It was for the Pittsburgh Steelers to finally like admit, like, okay, look at, relax, we'll put him out there and we'll just see what happens. It kind of reminded me like when Mitch got benched for Kenny in week four yes. against the Jets, they just like finally had enough of it. They were like, all right, just put him out there, I guess. We got no other options. Like that's what it looks like with Joey Porter. Pays off in a big way. I just think that, you know, you have to continue to rock with this kid. You have to. You can't take him off the field. He's got to be your guy. Uh, I Again, I don't expect him to start, but I, he's got to be your guy in big moments. Put him on the field in third downs. Put him on the field you know, in big time moments, most, most definitely. But I would say you got to give him at least 50% of the snaps in a game and feel good about it. Like he's going to struggle, but that's okay. You want him to get those struggles out now so that next year he's, he's good. He's just like a really good cornerback. Or even by the end of this season, he's just a really good cornerback. Like that's what you're looking for out of this kid. And to finally get it, I think it was big. I think it was a big moment. He was all smiles afterwards, which I thought was uh super cool, but it's it's where the Pittsburgh Steelers are I think really the grand scheme of things of this game for me was just that the Steelers finally did the little things to make themselves like a decent football team they finally gave in to the Joey Porter Jr. nonsense and realized that they're the only ones that couldn't see that that kid should be on the football field they finally started going a little bit up tempo and realizing all right this offense stinks unless we're actually on pace and You know, Kenny doesn't have to think a lot. They started to move Kenny to the left because they realized that he doesn't do well in the pocket. Like, there are all these little things. Jalen Warren was actually a hot hand. Like, they had a hot hand. They ran a hot hand. If they had a bad play, they gave it back to him. That's cool. That's what they need to do. George Pickens is your guy. Like, there's just so many little things for the first time that you're just like, okay, finally. Jeez Louise. Like, people have been screaming this for weeks now. Just like, come on, make this little change. And they've been ignoring it. They finally did it, and I think Joey Porter junior highlights that and uh, I think if anything that's a good place to be optimistic about the Steelers leaving this game
0: yeah absolutely I think you know maybe we we save that a little bit more uh, the up-tempo offense thing is something I want to talk about more you know we got another two weeks before a new game so we'll have plenty to yeah. plenty of time to kill but yeah I, I think you're a spot on about the up-tempo offense I think uh, you know we talked about giving in a little bit more to the Jalen Warren thing as well. Uh, you know, making some adjustments for Kenny, like the uptempo rolling him out. Uh, you know, Joey Porter's another, like they're getting there. Like there are little bits of progress here. And, and yes, I I get it. It's not, it's not happening as quickly as anyone would really like, but they're figuring it out. And I think they're, they're going to be like, we thought at the beginning, they're going to be a much better team at the end of the year than they were when they started. Um, so I, I think there are yes. a lot of reasons for optimism, even if this game looked a little ugly.
1: Yes, which leads us to our favorite, but sometimes dreadful part of uh, Monday shows here. Where do you stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They are three and two. They are two and oh in the AFC North. They currently lead the division. If you told me at the beginning of the season that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to no, 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 I take that back at the beginning of the season, I think I probably would have said, oh, eh, there's there's probably a shot. Yeah. after week 1 if you told me after week 1 if you told me after week 2 that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to head into the bye week 2 and 0 in the AFC North with for our first place in the AFC North I'd say there's no chance like there's just it's just not going to happen that's where they are 2 and 0 in the division 3 and 2 overall they got the Rams in 2 weeks where do you stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers so I don't think I've changed
0: uh since since we last talked about this. I, I still okay. think they have a lot to prove. Um and like I said, you know, if you're gonna be a playoff team, you're not just gonna be able to play the Ravens and the Browns for 17 weeks. Uh you've gotta you've gotta beat some teams you're unfamiliar with, you've got to beat some teams that are unfamiliar with you, uh and and you're gonna have to beat some teams that are quite frankly better than this. Like the AFC yeah. North is in this weird spot where I don't think any of the teams have looked particularly impressive. Like the Ravens came into this game three and one, but I don't think anyone looked at them as a world beater. Um, So it it existed in limbo as kind of, are they, are they good? Like, is everyone good or is everyone bad? And just kind of cannibalizing themselves. Like I, I would like to see them, you know, there's still some big games left on this schedule. You're gonna have to beat some good teams. Um, So I I still want to see some growth. Like we said, they're, they're making progress, but there's still a lot of progress left to make. So, uh, I, I think this team still has a long way to go before I'm back to where I was maybe at the beginning of the year thinking or even I, I guess following the Raiders game when I thought surefire playoff team like they're going to make that run and they, they have a chance to maybe make some noise in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I I, I think I agree. I think this is the beginning of me – starting to feel more optimistic about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but at the same time, I need a wider sample size because like I said, the Baltimore Ravens are the AFC North. It's just a different game. It's a different energy. It's a different atmosphere. It's most times a different result. You go to LA and you have the same performance against LA and you walk out of there with a 17-10 victory. And I'm starting to think, uh, maybe you could do this every once in a while. Maybe this could maybe this could happen. And I'm not saying you're going to go win the Super Bowl. I'm not even going to say you're going to win a playoff game. But you might get to where you want to go, and that is the postseason. And maybe that's okay. I think I sit with you right now. I, I think right now they are a playoff team by defu- by default by the fact that I don't have any faith in the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens, I just think I think they could sweep Baltimore. Like I, I I would never guess that, but I think that's a possibility just because that's just who the Pittsburgh Steelers are, and that's just what they do. They just beat these teams. I think if you beat Baltimore again at the end of the season, or you go to Baltimore at the end of the season with an opportunity to make the playoffs, I would probably guess you're going to win that game. I just think by t- default they can make the postseason. They can win the division. It's not the best place to be, but you know, you you walk in there with 10 wins and you went 3 and 1 in the AFC North uh, or not 3 and 1, I guess it would be what? 5 and 1 against yes. the AFC North. Like that's that's pretty good. Like that's that's not a bad place to be. I will say that what I mean by this is the beginning of like a ramped up optimism is this was the first time that they left and there was a part of me that went, "Okay, like this is this is last season again. Like they're going to start doing this. They're going to start they're going to start winning these late games. They're going to start overcoming this nonsense. Kenny's going to start doing this at the end of games. It's going to be just enough to squeak by week after week after week after week and make it real dramatic and make game stories <laughs> a total bitch for you, but that's what they're going to start doing. And there's a I'm not ready to say that yet, but I had the feeling as I walked out of Acrisure Stadium today going Nah, this could be the beginning this could be the beginning so maybe
0: yeah and let's not forget that they're not fully healthy like not even remotely close. true very like, true like getting Frymuth and and deontay johnson and, and eventually cam hayward back like those will be huge additions true. and i know i know they didn't look great with those guys in the lineup anyway but let's not count out some progress in that in that front too that they could just get a natural boost from getting some some starters and some really good players back
1: yeah i agree I agree. You get, I mean, Broderick Jones I thought looked pretty good, but you get Pat back, that's huge. You know, you get you get Kenny fully healthy, that's huge. You get TJ fully healthy, Alex fully healthy, all huge. You get Cam Hayward back, Deontay Johnson back. I mean, I think is the biggest one. You get yeah. Deontay Johnson back, what this offense could be and just having that safety blanket could be such a game changer for Kenny Pickett. And really everybody else on top of what George is already doing. I just think it could be m- like the momentum could swing so heavily in your favor from there out. You're true. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. All right. With that, the Pittsburgh Steelers are three and two, two and oh in the AFC North. We feel, uh, we feel all right. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcast and check out. All of our work at allstealers.com and all of our pit coverage. New quarterback out there for the Panthers and a new tight Tight end end. out there for the Panthers. Don't forget that. Learn all about it at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.